hey, Savage here, and welcome to Unlock to Unleash, episode number 31. And of course, here at Unlock to Unleash, we talk about the topics that, on, that most people only think about. We actually talk about them. So, <clears throat> and so I also want to, to let you guys know before we get started, if you want to leave a voice comment or a voice message, please click on the link and um, let us know. Uh, what you think of the podcast, what you think of our topics. Uh, if you have any interesting guests that may want to come on and talk about the, tub- the subjects that we cover. Uh, today's topic, by the way, is we're going to be talking about when fathers aren't in the home. And that's not necessarily just not being there physically. Okay, so there's a lot more to that. So we're going to get into that very shortly. I also want to let you guys know that today's episode is bought- brought to you by Intrepid. 21st century movement, creative movement, and mental wealth gym. So they they help people through their mental health dilemmas. But mental wealth doesn't just stand for mental health. It's their mental health, their emotional health, that's their physical health, that's their their any any part of their life that they're struggling with that they are either refusing to get help for, or that they don't know how to follow through with are that they're just blind to you know we all have these unconscious bias that we have and so uh, intrepid helps people to be able to unlock those so they offer coaching services speaking services and consulting services and then of course there's a creative movement which is many different styles of movement so you got capoeira you got mobility movement you got circus skills which is their primary uh, element but they're all about helping people live a much more holistic honest authentic life to reach their extraordinary potential. So let's get into our topic for today, when fathers aren't in the home. So man, this is for us. We must come together and heal because we are so shut down and full of shame. It is polluting everything we are and everything that we can be. You know, listening closely to children that come from fatherless homes, you know, um, it, it doesn't mean that they're just, like I said, they're not in the home. Like the father can be in the home, but he could be distracted. He could be working on, on his business, like working on other projects. He could be arguing with his wife or his partner all the time. Or like my father, who was on a high of different drugs as a, as a cocktail because he had a car accident when he was quite young. And he was always in pain. And he used to have seizures as well. So he was so near death. And they gave him all of these different medications. Um, that that helped him to make it through each day. Uh, so he was constantly high on some sort of drug in, in his room, either sleeping or zoning out. And uh, so, I, you know, in my life he was absent. Okay, and that's not, that's not I'm not blaming my dad. Um, you know, and as we know, so many parents only do what they were taught or they're do, doing the best they can do. And so it's just for us to be able to recognize that as parents, as women, and of course, as men, if we didn't have those role models are if we're just lost in, in a funk um, because we're trying to be all these different things and we're not sure how to be it, any of it, all right? So we need to be able to understand if we are matching that father that's not in the home physically, mentally, or emotionally, okay? And then, and then reaching out for help. Let's just, let's look at a couple of statistics here. So it says um, home, homes that have the fatherless that are fatherless, okay? Boys who have fatherless homes are five times more likely to commit suicide, 32 times more likely to run away, 20 times more likely to have a behavioral 
a behavioral issue. 14 times likely to become sexually aggressive and 10 times more likely to uh, engage in a drug abuse. All right. So all these things we've heard on the news, you know, some young boy, you know, ran away from home or some young boy has behavioral issues or is sexually aggressive. All right. And then, of course, you know, drugs is just one of those things that so many young men try because it's a chance for them to escape, a chance for them to numb themselves. Um, so they can be this, this, this man that's so, that society says we have to be, which is, you know, make the money, take care of the house, you know, play your sport and, you know, don't, don't speak in the house and let the, you know, and, and, and what's that phrase, uh, happy life, happy wife, let the wife run the household and you just stay silent and, you know, you, you got your little chores and that's what you stick to. Well, it's a very flawed premise to, 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 to deliver to young men because, you know, in any relationship, to have that relationship, a deep relationship, you need both people to be able to express themselves fully. You need both people to be able to come to the table and go, this is my stuff. You need both people to be able to come to the table and go, I love you because this A, B, and C. You need both people to come to the table and go, well, I'm scared about this. Or you need both people to come to the table and go, really, truly, what's going on with you? Let's, let's, let's talk it out. Let's work it out. Let's find some strategies that's going to work for us. Okay. And so many young men, so many men don't know how to do that or uh, sit in shame around that or are ridiculed when they try to do that. All right. So, you know, these things um, stem from many different areas. But if the father is not in the home, it's of course going to be passed down to, the, to his son and of course to his daughter in some way, shape, or form, because she's going to end up dating someone or marrying someone similar to what she's seen in the home. Okay, so we have to be very, very, very aware of that. Okay, and I'm I am at fault as well. You know, I'm, I'm divorced. You know, I got divorced about six years ago, so there is no blame or judgment here, as I mentioned earlier. Mostly um, because society it, it, it tries to tie that sort of, you know. They try to use the blame and the judgment and uh, uh, to belittle men uh, and try to manipulate them into being more present. But of course, that is very unproductive. Okay, there are other ways of learning to, 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 to heal a man and another way, other ways that men can get together and heal themselves. Okay, <clears throat> so the shame and the shaming doesn't work. But I'm thinking something more like Humility, um, vulnerability, openness, asking questions. Maybe we can try those things in our society and, and amongst us as men. Um, what I do want to know, um, and let, let so what I do want to let men know is that I do have a six-week challenge. It's called um, the Men's Six-Week uh, Challenge, and it basically says that our egos are the prime killer of our of our strength the prime destroyer of our relationship the prime destroyer of our connection with ourselves and with our ancestors all right so we have this this sort of angst going on inside of us and we're not being able to speak about it for one or we're not speaking about it or we're ashamed to speak about it so that's what my course um, helps us to reconnect with it's a six-week challenge and so if you ever want to be involved in that, just reach out to me here um, or DM me on Instagram and on my Facebook. If you want to reach me on my email, it's Sanford at Intrepid 21st Century, 
21stCentury.com. That's Sanford at Intrepid21stCentury.com. All right, because we do have to come together, man. Our wives cannot cannot reach into a man's soul and and help us solve that. Our children definitely cannot reach into our soul and help us solve that. It is fathers helping fathers, men helping men, young men helping young men, and we have all got to come together because our young men are still learning from the older men. You know, even though they're smarter with the computers these days and they're able to make money quickly, that does not give them the experience of life. So they must be able to look up to their elders. But the elders have got to also be able to search inside their souls to find that peace are those pieces that are missing from them, for them to be able to express who they are, for them to be able to share who they are, for them to be able to open up and admit their flaws, their their their, their mistakes, things that they just they want to forget and are apologized for. So we've got to come together on that. There are a lot of younger and older men who have done terrible things, as I mentioned. They regret that and they want to apologize for um, and, and, and they want to grow from. The problem is they cannot because they have not had the chance to express it completely and without that blame and judgment again. People often talk about the domestic violence. Well, domestic violence, of course, is growing and men do do it. But research shows that a lot of women are physically violent to men, but men don't report it as, as domestic violence. Men may lash out more, yet it is just, it's not just a man's, a man's issue. It is a social, it's a social issue. Okay, so we've got to be able to recognize that. You know, in a safe place, <clears throat> in the safe place that I am creating, okay, not only with my six-week course, but in doing podcasts like this and inviting men to speak, inviting men to share, inviting men to come in. And if you want to support your man, um, you women out there, you both can come to me. You both can do. I have a I have a course for women as well. You know, you both can do one of the courses, or we can create because not only do I have courses, but I consult and I counsel as well. So I'm really trying to get us to unlock all the shame that sits within us, as men, of course, and as women, because we're passing that on to our children. As parents, we tend to pass on our fears more than anything. If you were traumatized as a kid, what makes you think you're not going to pass that on to your child? If you were grown up poor, what makes you think you're not going to pass that on? You may have money, but they may have that sort of poor sort of mindset. If you were emotionally shut down, what makes you think you won't pass it on to your kids? You know, I was talking to my daughter about one of her nieces, or one of her cousins, and she said her cousin is working, she got a good job, um, but she's always running and she's super thin. I mean, she's so thin you can actually see her bones. Well, what my daughter doesn't recognize, and perhaps what her parents don't recognize, and people around her, is that she's struggling with her mental health. She's struggling with shame. She's struggling with she's struggling with rejection. She's struggling with perfectionism. She wants to be perfect for her parents. She wants to be able to show her mom that she can do anything. She wants to be able to show her dad that she's strong. And of course, this is this is just from a story that my daughter told me. Um, I'm able to recognize these things in people because I've practiced so long with recognizing it in myself. I have to go back and do this sort of in-depth um, breakdown of myself to really be able to tap into the things that trigger me, to tap into the things that I'm afraid of, to tap into my flaws, to tap into trying to understand how to get the correct people around me, not just the people I want, but the people that's going to help me grow. And so after doing all that, that, that work for many years, I'm now able to see that in other people very quickly. And it can be a bit scary, I'll, I'll admit that, <laughs> you know, because I put all myself on the table. I don't wear a thousand different hats. Uh, what you see in Sanford is what you get, 
and it's that vulnerability, that authenticity, that realness, and as real as I can possibly be. If I'm being a butthead on a day, then I want people to tell me I'm being a butthead. If people don't understand something about me, just tell me, you know, Sanford, I don't understand. Uh, Sanford, you're in your ego today. Sanford, you, you know, you're being lovely today, whatever. We all need that mirror, those people to come into our lives to help us to stretch, all right? Because a lot of people won't do it on their own. They just want to be comfortable. So I think men need that more than anything because we are under this illusion that we still have to protect um, everybody. And we can't show emotions. And we can't show our weakness. We can't, we can't be shown as weak, you know? It sits in us big time, okay? And of course, women have their own thing, but I'm talking primarily about men today, so I just want to, 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 to say that because they, they, we all have our level of shame, okay? We do have a level of shame. And if we can't talk to our, our wives about it, our kids about it, which they're never really truly going to understand, it's like asking a man, you know, what does birth feel like? Okay, you know, did you, well, no, you don't know. Okay, he can, he can empathize. He can try to understand and compare it to another pain that he's had, but he's never going to get it. And so is that sort of shame for men as well. We need to talk to other men about it. So uh, by creating that space for people to come along and share openly, all right, it can be, of course, very healing. It can also help men to rebuild those relationships with their kids, with their families, and of course, the greater community. So I just wanted to, to, to speak briefly on this topic today. Of course, there's a lot more that we can dig into, but I just want to be able to come onto this, this show and start to unlock the things that are so stigmatized in our society that we just won't talk about because it's uncomfortable, because someone will think that we're weak, because someone will ridicule us, uh, because people say, oh, well, you shouldn't talk about those sorts of things. You know, there's still a lot of stigma around mental health um, and the things that go along with mental health. Um, and, you know, and I, I just also want to mention that it, it, one of the primary things that I, t- I talk about is everyday mental health. I'm not talking about just going into the hospital or going into the psych ward or, or, or having to take a lot of medicine. We know that those, those people that have to go through that, we know that they're doing it tough. Uh, we know they've done their struggle. We know they've done their time. Um, in the hospitals and are doing their time in those hospitals. Um, but those people are, have been and are being looked after, though I don't think very well, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> you know, I think the physical aspect is missing out of a lot of mental health. I think that there's too much theory base around mental health. I think there needs to be more therapy. There needs to be more um, nature based healing and awareness. There needs to be people like myself who have a passion for people to, to step in and come and work with people. Um, and so I think we have to, 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 to use the medical and the scientific side, but I think we need to shorten that down more to maybe a, you know, 30% of the other 70% that can be doing so much more, as I mentioned, with nature, with physicality and movement and circus and creativity, those sorts of things. And then of course, those relationships. You know, sometimes our families aren't there for us, uh, our immediate families, so we have to create families, all right? And, and, and that can be done. So that's, that's, that's just where I want to go with that. I think that there's a lot more we can do, but I'm talking primarily about everyday mental health, getting rejected in a relationship, losing a job, um, and low self-esteem, low confidence. You're not, you know, um, uh, hanging around people that may pull you down or put you down. 
um, not knowing how to get started on things that you really want to do. You may be in a, in, a, in, a, in a lull, in a stuck place. These are all mental health issues and they affect your physical health. They affect your emotional, they affect your relationships, they affect your, they, they affect your finances. So that's my primary passion here. My primary joy, the thing that gets me up each day is that everyday mental health that I know we're all struggling with and that's what I want to pass on and that's what I want to conquer and that's what I want to heal this world of. So that's that's it for today. I thank you guys very much for, for popping in and please think about those statistics for fatherless homes. If you are one of those men who are struggling, please reach out to me or reach out to someone else that you know can help you open up and stay accountable. Accountability is so super important. We can't halfway do this because we'll just end up back in the same place. Well, thank you guys for popping in today. Uh, thank, this, thank our sponsors, Intrepid 21st Century Gym. And uh, I hope you guys had a very, very Merry Christmas. And of course, looking forward to 2021 uh, after this up and down 2020. Um, to me, there were so many gifts in 2020. I hope we can take away some of those and take them into 2021 um, and, and, and move up. Thank you guys very much for listening. And as always, always love your mission. Peace. Bye now.